And we are back with another episode of the Journey Day with your host, Carla Chua. And I don't know if you can tell from the sound of my voice or whatever, but like my mental health has been getting a lot better. And I don't know why that is. But let's just celebrate it for a moment. Can we just get some round of applause over here? Because it's been a moment since I've been able to talk this mentally stably, if you know what I mean. Um, I've been having good weeks as of lately of course you know not to discount whatever happened like last week or anything but like on a personal level i think my life has been going very well um lord god please 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 not let me jinx this like i hope that this is just the start of the good part of the year you know how in january and or i don't know if it's just me or whatever like the start of the year is always the roughest the start and like somewhat of the end of it because it's like um i don't know like start of the year or no let's okay let's start with the middle of the year na lang. the middle of the year is like the good part where it's like everything's vibing like oh you settled from the dust of last year already the middle part being maybe like may to june that's when like the chaos kind of settles and it's more of just like okay, this is the real start of the year. This is the new year. Um, and then towards the end of the year, it's like, ooh, there's more drama like escalating all of a sudden. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then carry over to the next year. So January, that's when shit hits the fan for me, mostly. Like, that's when everything's like, explosion, explosion. It's like, yeah, I don't want to carry, like, parang with drama, in, in terms of drama, um, People like to have the drama like over with at the start of the year. Cause like, you know how like at the end of the year, like mga September, December, like September to December, we would be more like uh, you know, not willing to open up to one another yet. It's like, no, maybe I can still like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe I can still salvage this. Maybe I can like suck it up for a little bit longer. And then you realize in the next year, like, oh my God, it's still happening and it's already a new year. Never mind, I give up. And then they explode. Um, I'm not, mm, I'm not particularly talking about like a specific um, instance. I'm just saying I noticed it with a lot of my happenings in my life that most of it, happen at the start of the year and i'm just hypothesizing that that's probably the reason why that people just get fed up with holding it in for the latter part of the year that they're just like no i refuse to start my 2022 like this blah 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 so yun parang drama confrontations blah 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 and then it settles in may to june and so on um yeah, there's nothing particular that happened to me in terms of, like, drama with a certain person. Like, I didn't fight with anyone this year, I wouldn't say. Right? Um, yeah, I think this is the first year ever that I don't really have a drama, like, proper fight with someone. Which is a big deal. Again, round of applause. Round of applause, guys. Like, first year of finally being at peace. Finally anti-drama, like, drama-free here over in this area of the world um more of like internal struggles which i think would be like more of a um, how do you say i think it's character development that my problems coming like from the perspective of someone 
who used to really fight with a lot of people all the time. Um, it's character development in the sense that my problems were external, now they're internal, where it's more like, oh, I'm not looking at the outside world for problems anymore. I'm trying to actually fix myself and what's in me. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's just character development now that I don't really bother other people or other people don't bother me as much anymore. And it's more of just like me bothering myself, me reflecting and whatever. And I know I said last week that I'm not as reflective anymore or whatever but you know me and my existential crises that i've been going through um ever since the earlier part of this year i'm telling you i'm freaking telling you january to feb to march oh those those months are the trial months i don't count them as the start of the year this is when the good stuff happened this is the exciting part ladies and gents because voila like the world's opening up and i know i keep saying that but it's just Oh, it's been two years let me say it okay because we never thought this was gonna happen again but it's just a great feeling to finally have the life that we were imagining or picturing or fantasizing about for such a long time and i just got back from a from a lunch date with my good friends and i'm just so happy that i get to do these things again um i never thought because that i could just be the one of those people who's like like someone you could just ask for a spontaneous date and then I'd say yes because obviously my parents are kind of strict and stuff. But then like today, my friend was just like, hey, you want to go out? And I was like, okay, because I'm not really doing that much right now. Oh my gosh. By this time, by the way. No, I'll say it later. Like, <laughs> let's, let's just finish this cuento first. <laughs> but my friend was like, oh, you want to go out? And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing much today anyway. So Yeah let's go out and then it ended up being like a group like she just happened to invite or i don't know if she just happened to invite or maybe she really meant to do it but like she invited two of my closest friends as well they're like my best friends talaga. so like today was a really good day filled with pleasant surprises i woke up today not expecting these things to happen to me and lo and behold i'm ending the day very pleasantly surprised by it that's what i used to have in college back then where it was like anything could happen and i'm gonna enjoy every part of it you know what i mean there's a dog outside again and it's barking and then you can hear like my katulong downstairs like trying to hush it we don't own that dog genie could never genie's the name of my dog if you don't know um he's classy he knows he knows when to be quiet i'm just kidding anyway um as i was saying a while ago before i rudely interrupted myself no, before I really interrupted myself, interrupting myself. Um, by this time, I'm already done with the thesis. Everyone clap again. So many reasons for a celebration today. Like, round of applause for so many things. You know what I mean? Um, by this time, thesis is over for me. Um, I'm recording this on Monday, but my thesis is on Thursday. Um, but I've been technically done or, or prepared for my thesis defense since last week um so if you didn't know kasi like ateneo had not this shutdown but more of an academic walkout and honestly it wasn't that bad of a strike for the students because the teachers also were like you know what let's not have actual academics right now let's just have a processing session let's just share our feelings and thoughts so like we haven't really had proper academics um, so, 
my thesis defense was supposed to be last week. However, because of the happenings of elections and all and the grieving that a lot of people did, um, my myself included, um, they pushed back thesis um, for us, like, oh, because we wouldn't be, like, mentally, emotionally well enough to defend our thesis to the fullest of our capabilities or whatever. So... Yeah, I was supposed to be done with thesis last week, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. Me, uh, okay. Listen, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just done with college. Like, I'm just done. Like, 100. I'm, I'm finished. As in, I just don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, it's not that I don't want to study anymore, because clearly, I'm going into law school. Like, I want to study, but like, you know, when you're at the tail end of something, and it's just like, mm, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I, I'm done. Like, I'm tired. Like next please like i don't want this anymore um that's me with college right now so i'm already done with all the classes itself like synchronous sessions i just have to submit things already like my test i don't have tests this semester i have no tests at all i know that i'm very lucky for that i don't have any synchronous tests i've been gone i i went through that part of my life but then now because i don't really have those classes that require that so it's more of papers and submissions and um defenses i have two oral exams but this is such another okay another round of applause for carlisle so many things to celebrate guys happy happy thoughts all around i'm telling you june is the magic month may is the magic month this is the magical season um what was i saying again um yeah i know right thanks dog (laughs) what was i saying let me remember yeah Oh, I remember it calls for a celebration. Uh, I had I was supposed to have two orals, but instead I only have one orals left because my prof was so nice. She was nice enough to just wave our wave some people's oral exams because they already got A's or B pluses. Like she was just like, if you got this standing you don't got to take the oral exams anymore. And I was so relieved because honestly, it was just another burden off my shoulders. Like, don't get me wrong. I love this class. It was leadership and managing change, something like that. It was so, it was such a fun class for me. I learned a lot. However, I just didn't want another test to prepare for anymore. And the fact that she just, she just let me off the hook, my God. Oh, like in my brain, I'm slowly taking off all of my classes. So far, I'm done with, two classes technically i've done my papers for majority of my classes already like my parts of the papers for majority of my classes already i literally only have to do the script of one last presentation record it and i'm done legit i'm so close to finishing college um if only my all of my examinations were asynchronous then i would have been done already by now but no because i still have one more oral exam to do uh on friday so that's gonna be my official last day and then after that i'll be partying as hell because i'm done with college i can't believe it uh however this episode is not going to be about senior year why are we talking about senior year i just wanted to talk about it because i was so frustrated by this week that my summer is kind of delayed by a little bit listen i know i'm already chill as frick already i know i get to enjoy my time with my friends whatever whatever but like i just i just don't want to think about school anymore you know what i mean it's okay 
it's fine. And I'm also going to be taking a summer class. Ugh, it's not that I'm like held back or anything like that, but like I just need it for law school. And it's just like, please, I just want to rest for a moment. Please give me some time to relax before I enter hell. Um, so yeah, but this is not the episode for that. This is going we're going to be talking about junior year this episode. And this was the episode I promised you guys two weeks ago. And I'm sorry that it took a while for me to get here, but we're here now. Um I'm ready to talk about it. I've reflected. I'm um I think it's time. I think it's time. I know that you guys have heard me through third year, especially because this podcast really took off nung third year ko. But I think the things that I'm going to be talking about now are things that I haven't touched on throughout the past year that you were listening to me. So yeah, I think it's going to be a fun episode. So let's get started. Ah, yes. The year of the achiever. Grabe, guys. I don't know if this is a lot of people or what, but I just have this belief that junior year is the college student's golden year. I've heard this from a lot of upper batches before that junior year is the golden it's like the peak year for dating as well because it's like you're old enough to date a senior but you're also like and you're old you're old enough to date a senior and you're also old enough to date like lower batches and they'd find you hot because you're older you know what i mean like when you're a sophomore you're annoying and you're pretentious and you think the whole world is about you and the same goes with freshman year except you're more starry-eyed when you're freshman year you know what i mean it's like freshman year is like oh my god it's uh, so much fun i can't believe it i'm so excited la, la, la. like wow and then sophomore year is like yeah i got the hang of this you know i have an ego now and i'm so annoying and i think i'm so fucking cool i'm really not um and then junior year is like okay i think i got the hang of this and i think that it's time to settle down and get ready for the real world a lot of people i know kind of started getting um, getting their lives together more in junior year like they were like oh shoot because graduation is next year and i have nothing on my resume or i don't have a purpose in life or i guess that's when people start to realize oh no i'm growing up so i don't know for me personally naman talaga i've always been like a very um, how do you say i've i've had i can't say that you know what i mean like it's kind of annoying and obnoxious to say um but i think i've had my life together earlier than other people Whoa, no i'm okay no i'm not i don't i wouldn't say that i've got i got my life together earlier than other people but i think i was more conscious before a lot of other people were um in the sense that i cared about my resume before pa i was always a hard worker i always took my grades seriously and everything like that um like you know even before junior year my resume was pretty stacked not to be braggy about it talaga i'm just saying that it's like the the mentality that that i had i had it way before other people not that i'm a cool girl or anything for being ahead of the game you know what i mean i think i'm like disclaiming myself so much that it's starting to get like you know i should just stop talking about that anyway so yeah so this is the year when everything kind of just like comes together for a lot of people um 
And for me in particular, it was the year where I wanted to step up. So like the past two years were more of like me with, you know, social, social shit. It was like, oh, I want to get friends or I want to get a love life, whatever, whatever. And then third year for me was like, oh, I want power. Power as in a position. Because I wanted one ever since I was freshman year. I wanted to become the president of my home organization. However, that did not turn out the way that I wanted it to because I just swerved. This was the year that I swerved, third year. Um, so basically, my story was that I've always wanted to be the president of my home org. And I was very active in my home org. And I was really trying and I was setting myself up. Um, for that path na, okay, this is next. This is what I want next. Um, I was project manager for so many things. I was very, I just, I was present in the org, I would say. I was very, very present. Um, and then I, yun, parang, I told you guys about the guy that I dated who was EB in my org. Um, it didn't end well with him, obviously. And it kind of pushed me away from the org a little bit because I just don't want to be surrounded by people who don't like me. Like, as a people pleaser, that kills me inside and that makes me so uncomfortable and I'm not going to be able to fully um, perform my best, I guess, when someone doesn't like me. So I left. And I, I, I feel so bad that that's what pushed me off course but i think that people need to realize how strong clickishness influences and affects people in organizations how making people feel excluded really does take away such like really big opportunities for the org itself because we're we're pretty capable people you know what i mean like uh, i don't know how to say it parang not i'm not saying all org people are are you know better than other people or anything like that but i'm saying that we there are a lot of people who are very skilled who are driven away from orgs because of clickishness or because of exclusion because of drama because of not feeling like they're accepted or belonging um and that really is the loss it's it's a greater loss for the organization rather than the person because the person carries with them talent skill knowledge influence so many things um it's so many assets to a certain person and if you don't treat all of your members fairly and correctly wala na you 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 lose a great asset and I'm not just saying that my home org lost me as an asset. I'm saying that a lot of people felt the same way as I did. And, you know, it's just a cycle. It continues to happen to a lot of people and a lot of orgs that, like, sinasayang lang nila yung mga tao or sinasayang nila yung member base nila because they choose to focus on people who are, no offense, mediocre. I'm not saying the the people in my home org are mediocre, okay? I'm saying this as a general thing for organizations. And I'm not saying everyone in the organization is also mediocre. Oh my God, so many disclaimers right now because I might get canceled. Um, but I'm saying that there are so many skilled, very talented workers out there, assets talaga, that are wasted because you choose to 
uh, settle for more mediocre people who, I guess, are more attention-seeking, perhaps. And because they're attention-seeking, they push through the clicks more. Um, That's all I gotta say about that. I'm not gonna expound no more on that. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Anyways, so this year... I was pushed away from that org, and so I moved into Kaith. Um, I talked about Kaith a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot through the past year, how much I loved it. But I don't think a lot of people know the reason why I ended up going to Kaith in the first place. It wasn't just because um, I was driven away from my home org, naman, but it was a big factor. Because I still wanted power. I still wanted to become the president of my home org. But, like, in my head, I was kind of weighing out either, like, service, like, actual service in my sector-based organization, Kaith, or familiarity. Like, I already know the ins and outs. I know the my homework, like, the back of my hand. I know every part of it. I know the... I know the protocols i know the dramas i know the people in charge i know who to talk to for everything because i've been a project manager for so many things in that org like i know everything already in that org not to say not to be like cocky about it but like i knew a lot i knew a lot um so i was like okay what 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 do i go for do i go for the path that's super for me not even challenging anymore it was a straightforward path for me. It was pretty easy, familiar, sure in, sure win. I'm not saying sure win in pre- presidency in a man, but I'm saying that I would get a position in this organization if I just applied for it. You know what I mean? Um, and then in the other one, it was more of like, I don't know anything about this advocacy. I don't know what the hell these departments are i don't know how I, I genuinely genuinely when i went into kaith as an officer i had no idea who these people were legit i think i had only five friends in kaith at the time and they were graduating um i didn't know anyone legit like i didn't know the system i didn't know other departments i didn't even know the i didn't even know the existence of the department that i was applying for i was like oh my gosh no way that this is an actual department pala like legit i didn't know anything but i was looking at the prospect of the challenge of this how there's so much more i'm going to learn if i just push myself out of my comfort zone if i'm just in a place where i don't know absolutely anything that's where I will grow the most because I'm uncomfortable because I'm doing something completely new. Um, unlike in my home organization, everything was routine for me already. Everything I knew at the back of my like the back of my hand, it was boring, and I knew I was gonna get bored of it eventually because it did not exercise my brain anymore. And I don't know about you guys, but I like a challenge. I like to physically feel my brain think and the cogs i like them to work and i just want to learn more and i was not gonna learn more in my home org and as a college student and i'm gonna be saying this a lot you just have to keep exploring like you don't have to commit yet in college bro like i think that people kasi especially because of the start 
of you know strands strands in senior high school and whatever where they force you to narrow down your path already which pressures you into being like oh my gosh i have to commit to a a dream now i have to commit to an occupation now i'm just how old i'm a teenager i don't know anything you know i think that because of that thinking where you had to narrow down your path you think that you have to narrow down your path everywhere you go even in your organization so it's like uh, i guess you were in let's say in senior high you were abm so that's accountancy business and management or something like that and you're you feel the need to follow through with abm because you already picked abm so the orgs that you pick are like you know business cluster you want the marketing organization you want the you know basta business ethics organization that was my organ- organization yung mga ganun you feel the need to commit and put absolutely all of your eggs in one basket because people thought you na you have to saddle down now you have to you have to pick you have to pick and stick to it already but dude you're a college student this is when you're supposed to be exploring and this is when you're supposed to be making your mistakes and learning because you're gonna this is your trial around before you go into the real world where all of your mistakes actually have consequences all of the things that you do they're going to have a bearing not only on you not only on your family but also on society because Wala, you're gonna be a active citizen paying taxes and shit. You know what I mean? That's when you have to settle down. But right now, you're let's say, let's say we're still incoming third year. You're still incoming third year. You're trying to you're trying to sell your soul already to the corporate world at 20 years old, at 19 years old. Girl, relax. You're so young. Like, I hate that now there's this strong pressure on everyone there's like intense heightened pressure for you to pick something for yourself for you to pick a dream for yourself already this is why people are having quarter life crisis crises not even quarter life honestly for us it's the start of life crisis dude my little sister she's 16 years old 16 17 16 hmm, 16 17 16 17 i don't know i don't know how old my sister is anymore 17 years old i think um She's only 17 years old, but she's been thinking about college since she was 14 years old, crying because she didn't know what the hell she wanted to take. At 14 years old, she was like, I don't know what course to take. I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. You're 14 years old. Listen, like some people are in law school. Some people are in med school. They don't even know if they're going to continue it they don't even know if that's what they really wanted they just did it because they were like oh my god okay fine i'll just i'll just figure it out along the way i think a lot of people think kasi or they have this um misconception that adults have everything figured out and parang i think the system of k-12 tried to provide more structure for the youth to make decisions for themselves more informed decisions i would say however they didn't really think about the other implications of it like the pressure it's going to put on the children now to to have to be perfect at such a young age you know what i mean um so yeah going back i was thinking like when i was picking okay which org do i serve for which or 
org do I become an officer for, I was thinking, oh my gosh, but I've already committed so much to my home org. And, you know, I'm going to be a lawyer. So why wouldn't I be an officer for a business ethics, law on business ethics org, you know, like I should just fully send it, fully commit to it, even when there's no more growth in that area. Because you would think that other paths aside from the straightforward path, you wouldn't think that those other paths would help you grow even more anymore because it doesn't seem like they're as promising as the straightforward path. You know that say, that that poem of Robert Frost Bayon, yung road less traveled by, whatever. Like, yeah, it's fucking hard, bro. Like, of course, you're going to have to figure shit out by yourself. But like, I think the attractiveness of like the appeal of the straightforward path is that there's less struggle in it already. There's less thinking involved and therefore you would rather go that one. But that's just boring, bro. You know, in hiking, um, this is gonna go so many places and you know, you know my style, whatever. Um, you know, in hiking, kasi, uh, you could, it's literally a road less traveled by, okay? Physically, like literally, in a literal sense, there was no path to follow. Sometimes there was. Sometimes it's like you could see like, oh, a lot of people have walked down this certain path because now there's like some indents in the in the the soil where feet are perfectly fitted. And like sometimes there's a partition where like in the grass where it's clear that that's where humans are supposed to pass and stuff like that but sometimes you're just climbing straight through trees sometimes you're just climbing through some literal blackness you don't know what the hell is in store for you next and it's honestly harder to walk through those or hike through those parts of the hike or parts of the mountain because you're scared you're more afraid like oh my gosh is this step going to um topple me over is the step going to like hurt me i don't know if there's like a bug here i don't know if there's a snake here all of those things it comes with so much doubt and so much fear but at the end of the day you have to take that step to go forward to reach that peak you know what i mean like you can't just stay still because if you don't take that step you're never gonna get anywhere so for me, when I was deciding, I chose the less likely path or like the path less traveled by because I realized, oh, the, this is the path that didn't seem very obvious. It's like a hidden gem, this path. Like, like I just don't want to be like other LM graduates who just did exactly what they were expected to do. I wanted to have a different story. I wanted to be less generic than that. I wanted a holistic exploration of my character. And I wanted to develop it in more than just a business sense. Because if I just committed to one thing, I would just be one-dimensional and that's so boring and when you get into the real world you're gonna need more than just one dimension to survive it you know what i mean so i chose kaith 
and it was the best decision of my life and it really influenced me and not only did it influence me it really like i don't know it inspired me to become the type of lawyer that i want to become now i want to become a children's light can't speak i want to become a children's rights lawyer why because i served in an org for children i loved it i loved learning about kids and what's best for them and what i can do to help them granted yeah kaith is more for like medical med med fields you know because it's about cancer and terminally ill children and hospital anxiety and all of that you know um but you can take some things advocacy any way you want to and you know how like i think other people cause they 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 pull themselves back or they stop themselves from entering into something because they don't think that it aligns with them but how are you supposed to know if it aligns with you if you don't even try you know what i mean like again college is about exploration it's about trying things out it's about not just fully committing to one dimension of yourself but allowing yourself to try another dimension try to open yourself up to different things have a holistic experience of the ateneo the ateneo oh my god i hate myself but that's the whole beauty of ateneo for me personally um i okay i applied to the top three big schools i did not apply to taft I did not apply to DLSU because my parents don't like me to condo. They don't want me to condo because they're scared and they're like, I told you, overprotective, very strict. So they were like, I don't want you to move too far away. So you're only going to try for UP, Ateneo, and UST. Um, I always wanted Ateneo because of the org life. I wanted it because it was different. Parang it was more flexible in terms of like a life outside of academics. Because I know that you get orgs also in UP and that UST in the man. But I think UST is more heavily on, um, I don't know, maybe it's just because my sister was student council president. But like for me, I saw UST as very heavily study, 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 student council, student council. Um, and in UP, it, it just, I don't know. I don't know the, the org scene in UP, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't want it there. And... I don't know, my course wasn't there in UP. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I picked Ateneo because I wanted the org life. And uh, I'm gonna talk to you about the org life also because grabe, it really opened my eyes. Um uh, fuck, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> okay, so I had this conversation kasi with the brother of my boy that I'm dating. And it was a very interesting org, uh, conversation because this guy, I don't, honestly, I don't even know what position he held per se, but I think he was, he was VP for something. He was EB at that. I don't know. Okay. He, he may correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I know, he, basta he was an officer. He was an officer in an org and he was telling me, I was, this was just a one-on-one conversation. Okay. With a brother. He was telling me how he regrets. Um, he regrets mm, committing to organization so much. He he regrets selling his life, like selling his soul to orgs because it's not 
the whole world and he hated that he made it his whole world um parang he was saying how we buy into this notion that if you're not in an org you have no life or if you're not in an org you don't belong or something like that i think that's that's a thing in ateneo i don't know if that's a thing in other places but like in org culture in ateneo is like so intense it's so real it's like your whole life when you're org active you are your whole life revolves around the org and that was me that was me with my home organization that was me with kaith i literally had no other personality trait aside from i'm active in my organization i love working i love attending events i love organizing events i love working with people blah 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 granted yes they did really 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 push me to grow but gabe now that i'm a senior i really see that life is so much more than just organizations and org work and internships guys like i see it now but it's so hard when you're in the thick of it all and everyone's like, oh my god, I'm in an org. Oh my god, it's so much fun. La, la, la. I'm having so much fun here. Dude, you can have fun anywhere in the world. You can find fulfillment anywhere in the world. And it's not just in organizations. Yeah, sure. Like you're you're um contributing to a greater greater advocacy. But like do all of you think the same way as me you know what i mean like i mean like not just as me i'm like making myself out to be such a saint or something but like do you all really think about the bigger picture of why you're serving or is it more of like oh i i felt peer pressured into this i felt like i needed a social life and how else am i going to market myself how else how else am i supposed to um what's the word i'm looking for uh network how how else am i supposed to network with other people if not through organizations you know what i mean so like there's just a lot of pressure especially in ateneo to be part of orgs and i definitely felt it but i think junior year was really the year that i really dived in deep dove in deep to the the pits talaga of org life and it wasn't pretty. Like I ate, slept, breathed, breath, <laughs> breath. I ate, slept, breathed, org. Literally, when people are like, "Oh, how's your life?" Oh my gosh, yeah, you know, org, <laughs> org, and my relationship, my past relationship. We don't have to talk about that because it wasn't really like, you know, it's not really part of. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Oh my god, I hate this. I'm not saying that my relationship was not um character building it was but like i think that the bigger part of my life in junior year was really orgs and can you believe that i'm saying that that i'm saying that i had a real relationship with someone i loved and the bigger part of my life was org work bruh that's fucked up sorry for cursing mom i'm so sorry but like dude don't you think it's fucked up that my life revolved around my work rather than my 
own personal life, like myself and my well-being and the love that I had for someone, it sucks. And I would really, really admit it, that I was not the best partner I could be to my partner because I was so obsessed with work and I was addicted to it. Like there were so many times she was saying like, you're addicted to your work. You're addicted to success and it's not nice. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's not bad to be addicted to success because this is what um, this is what human capital building is like. You know how you need to impress other people to get uh, higher in the world, to get ahead of other people in the real world. It's like that. I was like, yeah, I'm just building my resume to be better than other people so that when I get a job, I'm going to be like sold. I'm going to be solved, you know? But like in reality, I was addicted to um, success and I couldn't get out of it. And any addiction to anything is bad. You know, I'm not saying that it's equivalent to an addiction to drugs. Clearly not. Like I know, I know my, listen, I know. <laughs> I know what's, what's de- the death, okay? But I'm saying that like the addiction I had was toxic. So much so that I was running myself to the ground breaking my heart, breaking my back, breaking my spine just for org work because that's where I found my self-worth to be. And I see a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of lower batches falling into that same issue, that same problem, that same mistake. And I don't know if seniors, like, I don't know if my seniors thought the same of me. Now, oh my gosh, poor Poor girl, poor, poor girl thinking that her whole life is just her org. Um, that's where I got most of my best friends. Clearly, listen, like, really, my best friends are from my organization, and I think they're going to be my friends for life. I really am confident to say that. I literally saw them this morning, ay, this afternoon. Basta yung kwento ko kanina, that was my org friends, but they're my best friends. But, you know, how, like, your org was just the venue, the avenue, the place to meet them. But your org work and your org life is not, it's not your whole friendship either, you know what I mean? And if it is, like, that's kind of a babao friendship, you know? Not to, like, um, insult you, though, if you do have you know, org best friends or just org friends. Like, it's okay to just bond over those things too. It's valid. But I'm just saying, like, it's not gonna go as deep if you don't delve outside of topics other than work. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I also realized this while I was working as an officer because my job was really fucking hard. And I think people who watched me work and people who work who worked with me and who are working alongside the HRO now or the HROs now, um, they would say my my job was fucking hard. Like I can't I can't put it into other words how difficult I had it at the time. I was in love with it, and that's the only reason why. And I was I was in love and addicted to my work, and that's the only thing that got me through the hardest um the hardest season for work because obviously the was pandemic season then so like everyone was figuring out it's the first year of the pandemic so everyone was like figuring out how the hell are you supposed to conduct org org life 
online and how do you make it interesting how do you make it fun you know i was part of that era and it was so much harder because you're yun nga, you're just threading you're just walking on thin ice you don't know what's right and what's wrong you're just testing everything out i was part of that and i was alone i didn't have a partner and normally and i say this so often and i just it's just a frustration of mine okay like my position the hro position the hospital's research officer position before my term was there were two of them and then after my term, there were also two of them because they realized, oh my God, my job is so hard. Okay, I did a job for two people as one person on my hell year. This is third year, okay, mind you, academic-wise, I I would say that this is the hardest year for legal management majors as well. I know it's the hardest also for ME, yung, what, 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 what's it? My management engineering i don't listen i'm so sorry for the me majors i just i don't know what me actually stands for mechanical engineering Mm, it's not i know it's a business course management engineering i think it's that one anyway i'm a fake fan whatever (laughs) anyway we're going off the topic we're going off topic um what was i saying yeah so the reason why i got through the hardest term of being an officer is because i loved service like actual real service and not just loving achievement for it yeah i was addicted to success but what got me through it further than that addiction was how much i loved it because the job that i had the hro position was very unglamorous there are some positions that i would say are louder than the rest how it's like you know like some people are like oh my gosh your position's so cool oh my god i want to be that one and then there are some positions that barely get applied to uh, applied for some positions that's that are like underrated talaga mine was one of those positions na oh people don't really see the value in it they don't really see you work Therefore, they don't really praise you as much as other people. And that was one of the hardest parts of working um, in Gaith before for me was I didn't get as much praise as I'd like to because of, like, it was disproportionate. The work that I was putting into it and the praise that I would receive were very disproportionate. You don't receive a lot of credit for a lot of things you do as a public servant or as a leader or as an officer and you have to deal with it that's something that i had to swallow because i always thought na as a leader it's so glamorous everyone looks at you looks up to you like really really respects you reveres you even but that's not true there were so many times where i felt so unappreciated in my position so many times when i didn't think that people even cared about me or even knew that i was existing in the organization because i felt so unappreciated and unseen and little compared to the other officers um and i just i guess i just realized then that the higher you step up the harder it gets and you know status comes at a price and that price is responsibility that price is accountability that price is hard freaking work um i remember like 
yeah other people when you when you when they ask you oh what's your position you say oh hospitals research officer and everyone's like whoa you're so cool blah 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 yeah you get that and it will be disproportionate to how much work you put into it but that's really just how life goes sometimes you will get a wow that's so cool but you won't always get that and you can't live off of the praise because if you just live off of the praise and the glamour of it all you're not gonna make it through you're not going to make it like if you just live for the compliments might as well quit now I'm just saying. I mean, like, quit now. Obviously, it's the end of the school year. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else for you to do now, homie. You know what I mean? But, like, next year, if you just want to be an officer for the praise, don't do it. It's not worth it if that's all you want. Especially for positions of public service. Don't try to do it just for the looks of it because it's not enough to get you through. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's not worth it if you're not if you don't love it. Anyway, so with that um, crisis that I had, or with that lesson that I learned, I kind of had to change perspectives a little bit. Cause yun nga, I wanted to quit nung middle of my term. Like genuinely, I hated it because I wasn't getting brace, and I was like, frick this, like fudge. So, why am I why am I suddenly censoring myself now when I've already been cursing? I was telling myself fuck this because no one appreciates me here. Might as well leave. And I had to shift perspectives in the sense that it was like I was asking myself, what kind of leader do I actually want to be? Do I want to be a leader that just does it to get fame and fortune? Am I just that type of leader who just wants it for you know, the admirers to come in and everything. Like, I suddenly had to think about, like, what purpose do I want to serve when I enter a room in general? Like, what type of person do I want to be? Do I want to be that person who really just does it for people-pleasing? Because that's what it is, eh? If you're a leader who wants praise, you're just trying to please people because pleasing people makes you feel good about yourself. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't want to be that person. I decided that the type of person I wanted to be was someone who inspires, someone who sparks something in someone else. That's the leader I want to be. That's the type of person I want to be. I want to be an example for people. Well, maybe not someone who people specifically follow, follow, but someone who people can look at and be like, oh, she's doing it. I can do it too. That's the type of person I want to be. I want to make my life as attainable as possible so that other people will feel empowered to do the same as me. And I think that I would say that I'm doing a good job at it. Um, I had a lot of people that I mentored last year and a lot of them stepped up. And that's one of the proudest moments that I have leaving junior year is that I left junior year inspiring. Like, I left a trail of people who wanted to follow. And it wasn't anymore about, oh, the the number of admirers I had. It wasn't about the fan base that I was collecting. It was, oh my gosh, I started a movement. And I told you guys last week about Lenny, na 
it's so beautiful for a woman to be so inspiring that she has moved millions of people. One day I want to be like that too. I don't know if I'm going to run for president. Probably not. But like the impact that she has, that inspiration, that pull she has, I love it. I love it. And it, I, 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 I can only expi- inspire, aspire, inspire. I can only aspire to be the same one day. Anyway, so I guess the last thing that I wanted to impart on you guys, and I've been saying it over and over and over and over and over again in this episode, but it's really about exploration, not commitment. You're young. Don't fall in love yet with an idea of yourself that will keep changing. I think that a lot of people think that 20, 19, 20 is already old because 20 is not a teen anymore. And people think, oh my God, I'm such a big girl now. Oh my God, I'm like a, an adult or something. Um, you're not. You're gonna keep changing. You're gonna keep figuring out new parts of yourself. So don't just stick to an idea of who you are right now because she's not real. He, she, they... They're not real, and they're going to change eventually. Um, and I, I don't know. I think that when you commit kasi, to an idea of yourself, you're pressuring yourself to live that way for the rest of your life. Whereas if you just let go of any idea of yourself, you give yourself less pressure and therefore more room to mess up. Therefore, more room to make mistakes. Therefore, more room to learn. And at the end of it, isn't what isn't making mistakes and learning what life is all about? Like, how else are you supposed to learn something if not through experimenting first? I think people are so afraid now to dip their toes in the water and or to get messy or to just test things out because they're so afraid of getting hurt or they're so sheltered now in the sense that like you know how the internet just tells you everything that gives you all the answers parang something so uncertain they don't like anymore and i don't like that life because that life is so one-dimensional and that's so boring and that's so it's a it's a fake it's a fake image of life or maybe if it's not a fake image of life it's an it's not an image that encompasses the whole picture and as someone who is very, um, I don't know, zestful for life, <laughs> maybe for someone who wants to explore as much as she can of the world, I don't think that leading a life on a straightforward path is for me. And if it's for you, then I honestly feel sorry for you because you're not living your life to the fullest if you don't push your boundaries and if you don't try and see where how far you can go how how good of good that's something you could actually be um so yeah that's third year for you again it's just the year of expiration it's not the year of commitment senior year even because for me personally senior year changed everything absolutely everything and that's why i'm telling you now to let go of that idea of yourself in junior year because me 
someone who held on so tightly to my idea of myself to become the next president of the ho- of my home organization or the next this and that like the girl who achieves good grades and gets the boy and um you know becomes the i don't know big time in her organization gets internships and does all of these things i crumbled i broke i broke I went crazy. I had to go to freaking therapy just to heal because of how tightly I held on to an, an image, an idea of myself. It broke me and I don't ever want that to ever happen to you guys. So like, I guess it's not very practical for me to just say, yeah, let go of that idea of yourself. Like, how are you supposed to, you know? Like, how are you supposed to start reflecting on that? I guess it's really starting for me with what type of person do you want to be in a room? What type of, what type, what position or role do you want to play in other people's lives? And from there, what job can you do with that? Or not even just a job, I guess, what skills can you um, manifest from that? What skills can you, what skills do you have for that already? What skills do you need for it pa? Where else can you get those skills? And what path is a path that you're scared to try, but you kind of have a feeling that this might be where I'll grow more? I think everyone has that what-if path. And I think for me, it's just just a fucking take it, dude. Like, it's a what-if for a reason. There is a reason why it even takes up room in your head space in your brain so why don't you just explore it your straightforward path will always just be there so okay if everything goes to shit if if there's too much chaos for you to handle you can go back to your straightforward path until you're ready again to go back into the wild go back into that less traveled road you know what i mean I'm just saying it's worth exploring. It's not your time, your life is not worth just following instructions. That's really boring. Um, Yeah. So that's all I have to say for this um, year, for this junior year episode. I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Clearly, I think this is an hour long. I'm not even sure. But yeah, I love you guys very, very much. Um, can we all just get a round of applause for all of us for getting through the week? We did it. We did it. Um, next episode is going to be senior year ready, and it's the closing of this whole series. And I'm just really excited for it because wala lang. I, I think this year was really the most eye-opening for me, although I did the least amount of org work the least amount of interacting this year this was the year that i really learned about myself the inner workings of myself and i'm I'm, i guess i'm not confident in myself per se but i'm more comfortable with myself now so yeah i can't wait to talk to you guys about that we're going to do that next week in my very very last week in college so yeah i guess it all works out man um that's all for now i love you all very much have a great day and i'll talk to you next week bye